Hi, I'm Laura. What's on? What's on this week? What's on yet? Apparently, Mercedes are abandoning their concept that they've had for the last two years. Finally. Taken them long enough to but decide that's that. We don't know that's for real yet. So we're not going to talk about that unless something happens over the weekend where we're like, oh, actually, that was legit. How cool. Yeah, they've said that they're going to make changes. I don't know, though, how many more changes you can make, really, in the space and time we've had. No. I think more changes are going to come after the summer break. But that's so far away. That's halfway through the season. I know. Red Bull are dominating. I don't think at this moment in time anyone is. Yeah, maybe they're just like this year's a write-off. I don't know if they're totally writing it off, but at the moment I don't think there is a team. Where are they in the championship? Third? I feel like they should be third, but I don't know No, fourth. Maybe. Where are Ferrari? Because they've finished no race. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I'm getting confused. Yeah, they yeah. probably are third. <laughs> it's so far that Aston Martin are going to be second. That's fucking no. mental. Uh, racing. Standings. Constructors. Third. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, like, 18 points ahead of Ferrari. I know that's only, like, one second place, but that's mental. They want to change the entire car They're design. They're 96 and Aston Martin are on 102. They're really close to second. Hmm. But that's probably because both Lewis and George have been doing quite well, whereas Alonso's been carrying Aston Martin. That's true. Just for change. Not being horrible, just he has been. You know, he's he con- con- kind of consistently got... But also, Lance did have two broken wrists, as you said last week. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't really give that as much credit as I think it was actually due, you know. The dude got back in the car. Like, they had... Who was it who was doing the testing for them? Felipe Drogovic? Yes. And everyone thought he was going to do at least the first race, if not the first two. Yeah. And Lance suddenly got back did in the car. Did he even do a practice session? I believe he did do practice. Did he? Yeah. What did he do testing? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I think he did testing. But Lance actually did all of the sessions. Yes. Which is fucking mental. Yeah. When you've broken both your wrists and... Yeah. Literally got pins in them. Have you seen the x-rays? Possibly. Oh my God. There's actual like metal in his fucking hands. He's a little bionic boy. Well, I, they weren't going to wait for it to heal naturally, were they? No, which is fun. <laughs> but it was just, it's one of those things where it's like, that discussion happened, it was done. Yeah. And then it's like, no, we're only two months in. Now is when you'd be allowed to lift at work again. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's fucked. It's nuts, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> He's done a nuts. fucking good job. Like, I don't like the dude, but yeah, he's done a fucking good job, you know? So because we haven't got anything to talk about yet, because it's not been a race yet, we've chosen a really great time to start a podcast. There's going to be weeks where there aren't a race. Of there's there a race is. coming up, so it's it's just going to fall that way. Yeah, and that's the way it's going to happen. And there's also, like, off-season and summer break. And we're not going to stop. No. This is, this is the shit. We want to talk about this shit. We love this shit. So as an example of loving this shit, Laura just asked me, have you got a favourite race? And I was like, yeah, Canada 2011. And she was like, okay, we'll talk about that for a bit. And I was like, great. (laughs) Holly's been watching F1 a lot longer than me. And I've also gone back and watched from beyond when I started. So I've watched a few highlight races here and there. Um, And I've gone back and I think I'm up to like 86 watching the backlog. Yeah. Because I want to have watched every F1 race that I can. Yeah, that you can find. Yeah. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. Canada 2021 was one of the ones that came up when you Google best F1. 2011, you said. 2021. (laughs) 2011 came up as one of the best races when I googled it and I was like oh yeah I'll watch that one and I didn't know the outcome of the race when I watched the race Mm -hmm. and I was just like what the fuck 
is going on in this race. Mm -hmm. Literally halfway through the race, Jensen Button was in last place, having done his fourth of six pit stops. And he comes back from that to win the race on the last lap. It was crazy. So I I hadn't seen it, kind of watched some of it because Holly told me that it was her favourite. This is the one we're going to watch. Yep. <laughs> I kind of did my little bit of background research. So for those that don't remember the race or have never seen it, it didn't start wet, but it got wet. It got wet very early. Very early. There was a two hour break in the middle. Yep, there was a red flag. The, I think there was more than one red flag. But there was a red flag because of the, the weather, weather, I should say. So they had to pause for the weather for, I think, two hours. There was a first corner, first lap incident. And then I think it was with Lewis Hamilton. And then I think again, like halfway through the race on the same corner, he did the same mistake. Yeah, I Lewis think. at that point was with Claren. With Jensen. Yep. Michael Schumacher was in the Mercedes. Yep. Alonso was on the track. I've forgotten who he was with. He was with Ferrari. God, of course he was. That's so <laughs> weird. The the Lotus was on track, which is one of my favourite liveries of all time, which I don't think I've mentioned yet, but I love the Lotus black and gold. I think yeah. it's fucking cool. That did look nice. It looks really cool. It looks, it looks classy. Yeah. And then Hass. Oh, God, what was his name? Rich. He got The Hass was black and gold for a while with this really fucking weird okay i need to google it who was like big money who had no money and he was like really like spooky dude like shouldn't have ever got to the point where he was like sponsoring an f1 team like suh okay i'm sure his name was like rich money rich energy <laughs> the bizarre rich energy has saga explained they became the title sponsor in 2019 and ended midway through the season after, uh, oh, but the, the company owner term claimed that it had been terminated due to the poor result. Whereas I believe it was terminated due to the fact that they had no money. So they became this title sponsor with the promise of, well, you're a title sponsor, odds are you're going to start making fucking money. And they didn't. And they didn't. So they terminate because they had no money, I believe. It's a risk you might take, though, in business. Yeah, like, of course it is. But it also... Gets your name out there. Pick a better team than Haas in 2019. <laughs> 2011. No, 19. No, this yeah, was 2019. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting days and I'm just talking about stuff. liveries now. Yeah. Yeah. Crash incidents on the second corner of the chicane, I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Lewis teammates crashing into each other. Lewis and Jensen touched twice during the race. It's a soaking wet race, <laughs> and I think that was the problem. Was that as happens with pretty much every race, yeah. as the racing line dries, they go onto slicks because the racing line is dry, yeah. and then they try and overtake, and they can't because there's no track. Yeah. They just slide off the track. Think it was this race? I should have rewatched the race before we before we did this because it's quite hard to talk about a race I've not seen for like two years, but. I believe they had a real problem with there was a dry enough line that they could have gone onto slicks, but the tyres were still kicking up so much water that you couldn't see. So even if they went onto slicks, they wouldn't be able to see anyway. So it's like twice as dangerous yeah. because if you do happen to go an inch offline, yeah. you're spinning and you didn't even mean to go offline. Yeah. It raised a question actually for me, which... I have thought kind of over the races that have been recently that have been wet as well. Yeah. But even more so kind of the further back in time you go and yeah. even before 
2011. During one of the videos of the race, you can see them obviously coming down the main straight mm. and the teams are leaning out with the uh, pit wall notification board yeah. things that they do for each driver. Yeah. One of the incidents was on the main straight between Button and Lewis. Yeah. And, or it was just after the main straight, like after the first corner. Right. And they basically said Button basically couldn't see Lewis in his mirrors because of the spray that was being kicked yeah. up. How do they see the pit boards? Like, what is in that moment in time, if they're following in a train, what is the point? You probably can't see Genuinely. Them. There is a lot of discussion about the pit boards, about whether or not they're necessary, because the drivers have all of the information on the pit board more up to date than it is on the board. But surely their engineers are just on the radio. Yeah. Like one of the ones that was on there was for Lewis. Yeah. And It'll it literally be gap said two. It said the gap two and it said that he was currently P five. Yeah. Just tell him. But all of that information is already on the on the steering wheel. It's genuinely been a, a discussion i think because of safety as well in case there is an incident during a race while there's people on the pit wall with the board out mm -hmm. but obviously that's not happened yet but should something happen i think this is where the discussion came from because the drivers don't look at the boards but when the boards aren't there the drivers are like where is the board and it's almost confusing because they've always been there for them to not be there and that's why they're still there so they ignore them anyway, but if you take them away, they get... But if you just went blanket rule as of the first race of 2024, there's no, no we're not doing boards. Nobody look for your boards. They ain't going to be there. If you, if you want to know something, hear it on your radio. I genuinely think part of it is because if you consider even probably F3, they don't have half as much information as they do in F2 or F1. Yep. If you go even further back than that, that is where you get your information. In casting, you get your information from the pit board. That's the only information you get. Yeah. So unless it's almost done incrementally from further back, like junior formulas, even into like your first single seat race is the first time you don't have a pit board or something. I think that's the only way they'd like actually be able to do it. Yeah. You could also just say... In karting and in, say, F3, because there is limited communications mm. or slightly less, you know, accessible yeah. communications, you have that. But F2 have radios. Yeah, I think F3 have radio. I think I'm exaggerating when I say F3. My point but... is the information that you can put on a board that yeah. big yeah. is not more than you can quickly say no. over a radio. No, but it's also already on the steering wheels. Yeah, but even if it wasn't a, like, on a F1. steering wheel, yeah. you could literally go, how far away am I? Yeah. Well, we saw it. Max was getting updates three, four times a lap. Yeah. And then the drivers <laughs> can make their own decision as to whether they want that many updates or not. Yeah. Or the engineer just doesn't tell them the updates unless the driver goes, update, please. Yeah. Or you just tell them every time they pass the finish line. Yeah. Like you would with, with a the board. But it did just baffle me because I was like, well, if he can't see a car in behind mirror, him because of the spray. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, he was wrong for not seeing it because no. there was water going yeah. absolutely everywhere. Yeah. What was the point? There isn't a point. There isn't a point. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing with the pit boards, have you heard like the original stories of the pit boards and how they kind of came about? No. So they initially came about because the wives and girlfriends would be timing their partner's laps. 
and the partners wanted to know what their times were. So they put them on boards. Genuinely. Genuinely. Oh, gosh. So, like, back in the day, even in, like, the louder days, it was literally, like, the pit board was, oh, put this on the stopwatch for next lap. This is what your gap was last lap round. (laughs) So it wasn't even useful information by that point because they'd done another entire lap. I mean, it was... I'm, I'm sat here nodding. It's... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's still relevant information, just not as relevant as your literal time right now is this. It might be more relevant in terms of your lap time and how fast you're going and fastest lap yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But it's not really relevant in terms of how close you are to the, to car, the car in front. front and the car behind. What position are you? That could have even changed by lap's time, you know? <laughs> Especially if it's raining. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, it, it literally started off with people with stopwatches and that's how accurate the times were, was whoever was sat on the pit wall trying to remember to press the button every single time you come around the lap. Do you imagine that being your job? I'd be absolutely appalling at that's it. That's why I got the girlfriends to do it. Yeah, but <laughs> honestly... <laughs> I'd have fallen asleep. <laughs> I wouldn't have fallen asleep. I would have just got distracted and forgot to pause the well, thing. you would. I would honestly be going, that was a imagine slow one. Imagine trying to do something every two minutes. Do you want to know a really funny story? Go on. This is not F1 related, but this is just to explain. So I know that they're in cars with their numbers on and they've got different liveries. And so it's a little bit easier to tell apart. Right. But just to explain, because I get distracted. Yeah. My brother was in the army for a little bit. Yeah. When I went to his, it's called a passing out parade, but it basically means like. They're now in the army. They've finished their training. Yeah. Yeah. I went to his passing out parade. And I was only young at the time, albeit. Yeah. I was in my like early teens. Uh, but I took a video camera and it was like two and a bit hours long, roughly, or like an hour and a bit long. Yeah. Somewhere between one to two hours long, this whole parade. I filmed the wrong person for the entire time. The entire time? The entire, I think at the very end, I accidentally moved <gasps> and started filming my brother. So, oh my God. It's quite entertaining, though, because he thinks I'm an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I would lose track. I would be like, oh, a car went past. Beep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, if there's more than one driver with the same livery, I wouldn't have a freaking clue, especially if I was intently watching it, yeah. because that was the problem as well with when I was filming, but I wasn't looking at the camera. I yeah. was like, you're watching. Yeah, I was yeah. watching. And that would be my problem. I'd get so invested in it. Yeah. I wouldn't remember to press pause. And then all of a sudden, I'd be looking at it going, my God. Christ, a seven and a half minute lap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because he's all right. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm sure I've seen him more than that. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd be absolutely awful. Imagine if you needed a wee. Pfft. Just give the stopwatch to someone else. Please. Someone. And that is why they employed engineers. Yeah. <laughs> and why it's now on the car, not on the board. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where it was necessary and it is no longer necessary. You'd get distracted by a squirrel. I'd get distracted by fuck it, cat. <laughs> There's a cat. There was a cat. What was it? The safety cat. The safety cat. The safety cat. (laughs) You'd honestly, you'd be like, that cloud looks like a dolphin. I literally would though. (laughs) Someone would start talking behind me and I would start staring at the sky because I have, I've, I'm immediately disorientated and I'd have no fucking clue what would be going on. 
I'd have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, there was a person talking five metres behind me and that was enough. <laughs> they'd finish the race and they'd be like, you're really shit at giving me my time. I'm really sorry. That was a man talking. He wasn't even in the same room as me, but I could but hear, I could hear it. And it was just that, you know, that one tone that just really gets me. <laughs> Literally, it's it's so embarrassing. The number of times that I have to stop in the middle of a conversation and be like, can you say that again? I'm sorry. There was a, a buzz. I heard a buzz. <laughs> the phone beeped. Something happened that is so inane, but it took all of my attention and I forgot everything that had been said in the last two minutes. So at least we've established that we'd be both be, we'd be really bad. Be awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that I noticed going back to Canada. Oh, yeah, Canada 2021. 2011. <laughs> going back to Canada 2011. Yeah. There was a moment in it where. Massa and apologies if I pronounce this wrong. Yep. Kobashi? Kobashi. Kobayashi. Kobayashi. There you go. Very good. Very close. I had to literally spell it out as I would like say phonetically. Like, yeah, so that I could understand <laughs> how to pronounce it. Anyways, Massa and Kobayashi. Kobayashi, thank you. We're battling. Yeah. And Michael Schumacher overtakes both of them in one go. Exactly. <laughs> Which then made me think of this whole thing, which is the really common clip that you hear on the advert before the start of every single race at the moment, which is, and through goes Hamilton. And that was that sort of similar thing, wasn't it? It was Charles and Perez? Or Sainz and Perez? It was a Ferrari and a Red... It was a Ferrari and Perez. Yeah. And they were battling and... They basically were battling each other so, so hard. much they didn't even realise he was that close. And yeah. it just made me think, like, because as you said, Schumacher was in the Mercedes yeah. and Lewis was in the Mercedes when it I happened. Didn't even know Mercedes going. And it was Meow. like a moment of repeating history type of thing that yeah. I didn't even realise had happened before, type yeah. thing. But that kind of phrase that you hear so commonly yeah. now. And I was like, Why did nobody go through go Schumacher yeah. type of thing? Because it was like Wait, what? <laughs> Schumacher did what? He just like appeared on the scene and went, why? Thank you very much. Thank you, I'll boys. Both of you. It's just so cool. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't. I can't remember the context of that overtake. Maybe he had brand new tyres and they didn't, so they weren't fighting him. I don't know, but it's so good. The camera literally cuts like away from this battle and you just see Schumacher halfway past them both already. And it's like, oh, that's cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but he's just, he's done it and yeah. he made it look easy. Really easy. And like you say, we I can't remember the exact context, but he made it look so easy. Just piss, to, piss. Just to go through past them like, yeah, whatever. What's on, boys? What's on? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's so cool. And so much happened in that race. Like, it's probably the most that has ever happened in a race. I don't know if it is. I don't know if there's a statistic for that. Miami was the least to ever happen in a race. This might be the most. <laughs> It was. It was very impressive. Um, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that as your race Favourite. because it was really interesting for me to also yeah. look back at. And it was also a time when the McLarens were doing well. I know. Imagine. <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the the best bit of it is is you do see uh, Button edging and edging closer and closer to Vettel yep. for the last few laps. I think it's something like five laps. I can't, again, I can't remember. It's been a few years. But he just, he gets closer, he gets closer, he gets closer. And the commentators are going, Vettel's just got to keep his head. This is when they didn't know that it was Sebastian Vettel and they were still calling him Vettel. Um, he had to he had to keep a level head. 
and oh, I think Vettel Vettel has gone wide. <gasps> he has gone wide. He's missed the corner. And literally, <laughs> he's just gone straight off the edge, and Button just goes woo. <laughs> he recovers very well, though. He does really quickly, mm. but not quickly enough to to stop a car from overtaking him and, no. and winning the race on the last lap. Yeah, it was just really impressive. Last lap wins are great. They love are. a last lap win over here. They, are. yep, definitely. <laughs> But in terms of of chaotic races, yeah, it's probably my favourite chaotic race ever. It was so, 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 so much chaos. Yeah, because you kind of mentioned that as that was your favourite race and I picked up, obviously, it was a rainy race and... Rainy race! Rainy race! It's a rainy race! (laughs) That then made me think of my, like, least favourite race, which was Russia. That was 2021. Yeah. Yeah, Sochi 21. Poor little Lando. Lando almost did it. Little Lando didn't wipe the way anyway. <laughs> he, he, he failed at the final hurdle. He did like the rainy race, actually. I've got that wrong. He really liked the rainy race. He really liked it until like the last few laps. And the then... rainy race. Did the rainy race stop or did the rainy race come? Forgotten. The rain came. And he was still on slick. And it was initially, it was, it was on only inches. on two corners. The rain was only on two corners. So he was, he was like, like, I'm staying on the slicks. Yeah. And then Lewis took him. The thing is, he took him so quickly. If Lando had pitted. If Lando had pitted literally any point, I feel like it went on over like two laps or something. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was all it took. Yeah. Which shows how fucking impressive these tyres are and how oh, much yeah. difference a set of tyres makes. Definitely. Fucking hell. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because if, if there are lap early to swap yeah they usually end up falling yeah if you're a lap late you usually end up not as bad but you still end up a a couple of places down because you've struggled for a lap but lando was so desperate for that win he waited far too long and then ended up in like eighth or something did he get points he did end up in the top 10 i think did he but he was miles down but that's the thing isn't it you have to be on the right lap and that's why some teams will sacrifice a lower like if their team is split yeah like at the moment if you had the the alonso's and strolls they would make the one who's lower down pit like a lap and be like right let's check out the track yeah and then at the very most alonso would only lose half a lap yeah because then they have more data and they have more of an idea what's going on absolutely but obviously you know, that wasn't always something that got done. And it was something that wasn't always prioritised. Yeah. I'm sure. But the team were trying to prioritise getting Lando in and Lando was the one that said no. Yeah. And I think that's probably what hit him the hardest was like, I made this judgment call and I fucked up big. Well, I think they actually said during the race, like the commentators said, this is where... Lewis has got experience that Lando doesn't have. Yeah. And that the team said to Lewis, what are you thinking about Inters? We think you need to change. And he said, no. And they went, Lewis, box. Yeah. And he fucking did. And he did. And there is a time when Lewis would have said no. Oh, yeah. Probably back in Canada. Yeah. In 2011. (laughs) No, bitch, I'm driving. Yeah. I love a weight waist. Wet waste. Wet waste. Wet waste. Wainy waste. That, yeah, that is a time period when Lewis probably did that. But Lewis has learnt a lot in 10 years. Yeah. And Lando has learnt from that. And I doubt he'll ever make that mistake again. He had to learn the hard way. Unless it's in a Ferrari, because then you can't judge their, (laughs) take their judgment goals. (laughs) True. (laughs) Who knows? They might stick you on inters even if it's not raining. Oh, just have fun, guys. (laughs) Oh, it's just embarrassing, though. It must have been 
really fucking hard. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Because he was like, he had it in the bag. He could have fucking done it. And then he couldn't fucking do it. It can have only broken hearts. Yeah, definitely. So that was kind of where my brain went because it was a raining rainy rainy race my brain went to what was my most chaotic race yeah that i watched oh because you've not been watching for as long exactly so i don't have kind of as winder a white winder wide range exactly a wide (laughs) range of races as you and mine was jeddah 2021 2021 was obviously clearly exciting well (laughs) (laughs) it has a reputation It was controversial. But what I mean was there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. And Jeddah was fucking scary. I couldn't watch it. I can't even remember what happened in the practice and quali sessions. I think Sonoda caused a red flag. We also had Mick and Mazepin were racing in 21. In yeah. the classes. Yeah. Because Mick caused a red flag. I think Sonoda did it in a practice session, but I don't remember. Charles also did it in a practice session. Did he? Yeah. Because I remember being like, this is fucking mental, guys. Like, Yeah. So Mick was the first one of the race to cause a red flag. And then when they restarted, it was the first restart where kind of chaos ensued, which was Perez got clipped by signs, I believe, but it might have been Charles. It was a yeah, Ferrari a again. Ferrari. <laughs> and Perez ended up out. And then Russell was in the Williams at that point. Right. Was trying to avoid the fact that Perez was sideways across a very narrow track. Yeah. And Mazepin just drove straight into the back of him. And then Mazepin ended up in a wall and Russell carried on driving, but basically had to stop at the next corner when there was like a bit of runoff because the whole back end of his car was shunted and destroyed. And then they obviously red flagged that. And by the time they red flagged that... Who was in first place for that restart? Ocon. Ocon was first. In Jeddah? Yeah. Ocon was... Was this after his win? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, Ocon was in first for the restart with Lewis alongside him and Max behind him because they went into the first corner three abreast. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And at this point, I genuinely couldn't watch it. I had my eyes covered and I was like, somebody please tell me once they've got through like turn four, because my heart was absolutely pounding. This is also the race that there's that controversial did Max break test Hamilton. Yeah, which I still think is bullshit. And I know he got the penalty and they have more stats than we do, but I still call bullshit. I feel like he left enough space on the inside. The thing is, he slowed down and slowed down and Lewis didn't overtake. So he was like putting on his brakes, like fucking overtake me. I think that there was actually more of an issue between the engineers not giving them the instructions. Red Bull told Max, slow down, yeah. give him the place. Yeah. And Mercedes didn't, didn't tell Hamilton yeah. what was going on. So Hamilton went... Why are we breaking? Yeah. Why are we slowing down? Why has he come off? Yeah. And then he was like, fucking stop, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And and then he went into the back. Went into the back. Which to me isn't a break check. Yes. But spent this long trying to find the results on, on the website. It took mm-hmm. me that long to figure out. It doesn't have the history on anymore, which it used to have it on, but now it doesn't. So now it's on the website. Okay. This is the one where on the last lap of qualifying, Max clocked the wall. Yes. On that perfect fucking lap he was purple purple it was beautiful like watching it with like my asshole in my mouth because i'm that fucking tense but it was (laughs) 
That is an expression and a half. Have you not heard that? I've not heard it like Chewing that. Chewing your own asshole? Yeah, but you didn't say that. No, asshole on your mouth. <laughs> I think that's funnier. <laughs> because it was that tense and you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> at every fucking corner. And he was like, couldn't see daylight between his wheel and the wall for so many corners of that lap. Yeah. It was fucking poetry. Mm-hmm. And then he clipped it in that last corner and and lost the lap and it was like oh my heart oh my heart <laughs> i think um the, there were people in it was alonzo who was out in q2 or q3 who was watching the lap was doing an interview and they were trying to like ask him questions and he was watching the screen and he was like i'm really sorry but have you seen yeah. it? like he was just in awe of it it was fucking beautiful it was textbook it was perfect Perfect. up to that point it was perfect yeah it was like mesmerizing to watch and that was the reason i was gutted like again i'm not a lewis fan but i'm not a max fan either Mm -hmm. but it was so fucking pretty you really wanted him to get it just because it was like oh my god that is he could walk away from that and say i've just done probably the most perfect lap of of my career yeah and then it was the last corner and it just oh broke my heart that did break my heart Because this was also the race that after all of that confusion between Max giving Lewis the place, swapping back with some forwards. I can't even remember where that came from. Did he go off the track? Yes. And then they, he got told to give the place back about three times and he kept doing it just after they'd gone past the DRS detection zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, before, that. sorry. So yeah. that Lewis would go past, Max would get, yeah, get the it, DRS, and then, then take back. it back. And yeah. then they were like, no, go again. So we kept having to go back and... Did it at the same point over yeah, and over again. <laughs> just basically doing that. But this is also the race where it was nail-biting until the last moment for P3 and P4 because... When Ocon restarted in first, he dropped to third behind Max and Hamilton. He kept third until... Bottas took it. Bottas took it on, on the, the line. line. Oh, that was so good. I was over the moon. It was so fucking good. Because Bottas isn't good at overtaking. He is in a faster car, but... <laughs> he is, no, because he's even then. He wasn't... Lewis can climb his way through a table. Yes. Valtteri can't do that. And I adore the man, but he can't do that. You know, I know his weaknesses and it's driving a race car. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Well, because I'm always like, oh, he's not very good at qualifying. Oh, he's not very good at the race start. Oh, he's not very good at overtaking cars. He's not very good at actually finishing the race. No, just not being great at the minute. But he's fucking happy and it makes me really happy. Exactly. But that was like... Oh, he's too far away. He's not going to do it. Wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he did it. And it was like, oh. Now, I know as well, yes, people will say he was in a Mercedes. Ocon was in an Alpine. That Alpine that year was a rocket ship. It was ship. fucking good. It was on fire. It was really good. Like, it, to be fair, was flying. A lot of races, they did well. It did help that Bottas had DRS. That was the year that Ocon got his victory, was 2021. It was, okay. So there you go. That just goes to show the Alpine that year yeah. was really strong. They had one podium with Ricardo the year before, mm-hmm. and this was a victory the year after. And almost another podium. 
It was genuinely split by, like, tenths of a second. It was so close. Like, oh, it was so good. In some ways, as much as I know you love Bottas, in some ways you kind of feel like Ocon probably did deserve third because he did an incredible race. But it was nail-biting watching them come round the final corner and fly down the straight to the checkered flag. It it was that moment where you're like, I can't move. Yeah. I was so excited. (laughs) Photo finish. Photo finish, and and he just took him, and he just took him when he got he got on the podium. Actually, I genuinely think I really enjoyed twenty twenty one in general. It is a controversial one. It did make a spectacle of the sport, and it did make it a bit of a laughing stock. I'm not gonna lie. That wasn't every race. It wasn't every race. It was but the it last was... race. It wasn't. It was a lot more than the last race. The last race was the nail in the coffin, though. Yeah, the last race was an absolute fucking joke. As we have already both said, not a Hamilton fan, not a Verstappen fan. But Verstappen did deserve that championship. He did. He had more fastest laps. He had more wins. He had more poles. Mm -hmm. He had DNFs that weren't his fault. Lewis didn't. Yep. Like his tyres blew up. Like his tyres blew up in Baku. Yep. The same race as... Stroll's tyres blew up in Baku? Yeah, earlier in the race, yeah. And Max deserved that year. But the fucking track limits mm-hmm. were a joke. It was in Austin where Hamilton was just going over the white line, over the white line, over the white line, over the white line on this one corner for something like 13 laps. But they didn't start pulling him up on it until he was close enough to overtake Max. Yeah. So he used it until that point to get close enough to overtake Max, and then they were like, stop going over the white line now. Yeah. That's a fucking joke. The track limits all year were ridiculous. This race is outside of the curb. This time it's inside of the white line. Like, different corners had different rules in yep. certain races. It was it was mental. That last race in Abu Dhabi was a fucking joke. It was. It should have been red flagged immediately. Michael Massey shot himself in the foot by, before the race even happened, saying, if anyone crashes on corner 17... I'm not going to red flag the race. Mm. And then that's where Latifi crashed. He should have red flagged the race because that would have been all of the bollocking he'd get was, you said you wouldn't do that and then you did. But everyone would have gone into it with fresh tyres. In the correct order. In the correct order. There would have been no overtaking because you sort that out in the pit lane. Exactly. It would have been done. We'd have had five or six laps, I can't remember, of actual racing. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have finished like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that race had some of the best racing I've ever seen. Perez and Hamilton, lap on lap, battling it out. Perez defended like a lion. Oh my God, it was beautiful stuff. I genuinely don't think we've really seen Perez drive that well. Never. Until that moment. Other than in Bahrain 2020, before he got the Red Bull seat. Yeah. Where he finished the first lap in last and went on to win the race. Mm -hmm. He has these moments where he is fucking incredible on that track. He has these moments where you are like, why is this man not a champion? Because he's so fucking good. Mm. But sometimes he's so flat. Yeah. But I've liked Checo for years. He's so fucking lovely. He's he's so level-headed and just takes it on the chin and does what he needs to do and says what he means. Yeah. You don't feel like he's playing games. When he was with Force India, he supported that team. He stayed with that team even though he didn't have to. 
Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a part of that team and stayed with them and part of the family. Yeah. The driver stuck with them even when people were just walking out the door because they weren't getting paid. He's just a good guy. From what we know, obviously I'm not one of these people that watches every interview of drivers and gets to know their personalities and all that bollock. I watch like the F1 interviews, obviously, but what I mean is like I don't go out watching all of the TV interviews and magazine shit and all of that. From what I know of him, he seems like a genuine nice guy. He's got a kid that he fucking is obsessed with. His dad is dancing at race finishes. Checo's dad looks happier to see Checo on the grid than Max's dad looks to see him on the top step. Yeah. He's just this ecstatic, happy little guy. And Checo is just this happy little dude scurrying about doing his business and having a fucking good time. And it's seeing him drive like that against Lewis for Max's championship. Yeah, because it wasn't even for his. And it he wasn't knew that the even win for wasn't, his. He knew the win wasn't going to come his way. He didn't even act like he wanted it to come his way. No. He fought for Max. Yeah. And his team. Red- for his team. You know? What a fucking guy. You can't ask much more. You literally and can't. In some ways, that is where Bottas is very similar. Yeah. He fought multiple times knowing full well that... Like, if he was in first on the last corner and Lewis was in second... He would have to give that up. He'd be expected to give it up. And he fucking would. Yeah. Which, as infuriating as it was, because you kind of wanted to say to him, you but earned that. But if you didn't that. give it up six races this year... <laughs> you might you be... You might be there! <laughs> but he was a team player. He was a massive team player. And I hate that. I do hate that. You hate it, but you love it in the I same I hate it breath. because I want him to... Have I want him to have got one. I yeah. wish he would have a championship. I really hope he gets another win or yeah. at least another podium before his career is over. Yeah. And I know that could be years away, but I really just want that for him. He got it in a Williams. He got it in the Mercedes and he gets it in an Alpha. Or another. Or another. Yeah. But that would just it just make me all happy on the inside. <laughs> it would give me the little gooey heart. <laughs> That's another reason as well why I know 2021 was really controversial. And you actually mentioned about the track limits and things. Mm. And what really frustrated me throughout that season, to be fair, in most of the races, was that there was this mixed thing of, in certain races, if the battling between Lewis and Max was really close, if they did something, like went off, yeah. the track or whatever yeah. or did something that should probably occur a penalty yeah. they wouldn't award, do in a penalty or give like a, a time frame yeah. or a stop and go or whatever yeah. but if someone in 14 and 15 did the exact same thing yeah, they well they got a penalty yeah. because they weren't battling for the championship yeah. and equally there was the opposite there was when they were so focused on Max and Lewis, Lewis everyone else got away with shit everyone else got away with stuff and for me supporting someone that their highest finish has been second place, yeah. which also was 2021, which I think is another reason why I yeah. like it. <laughs> that was really infuriating yeah. because everybody's watching on the screen yeah. Max and Lewis battling. I'm looking at the names down the side yeah. and the times and going, what is going on there? What is going on? And they would suddenly like show a quick clip of like some of the other drivers. Yeah. And I'd be like, he's blatantly just driven off the track. Yeah. yeah. You're not penalising that. I can that. see that. <laughs> I can see that. And you're just going, but Lewis and Max. 
but they're not fighting for the podium. They're not fighting for points. So we're just going to ignore so that. And I'm like, no, one yeah. rule for everyone. For everybody. But I think was that COVID year where we did the Austrian Grand Prix and the Spielberg Grand Prix? When did COVID even happen? I genuinely 19. can't remember. So it started in 2020. I can't remember which year it was. One of the years we did two races at Austria. Okay. One was the Austrian Grand Prix and one was the Spielberg Grand yeah. Prix. Literally like week on, week off. And the first one was a dry race and the second one was a wet race or vice versa. Yeah. And on one of them, Lando took Perez. Perez was forced off the track and Lando got penalty points. And then the next race, the opposite happened. The exact same thing happened and neither of them got a penalty for it. And it was literally one race and then the next race. And that is why... Like, it's really frustrating. Well, this is a wet race, but it's the exact same thing on the exact same bit of the road a week apart. Yeah, it happens. You just have to stick to the rules. But it was different stewards. Yeah. It was different stewards last week. Well, the rules shouldn't have that much room for interpretation. Yeah. You just shouldn't. The rules should be pretty cut and dry that if you're off the track... Yeah, then you're off the track. Yeah. Not... It's not that hard. If you're off the track, but it's raining... If you then went... it's okay. Well, the thing is, some drivers do intentionally go off track yeah. because they're trying to... It's a way to cut corners, literally. Yes. But if you slip off the track, you don't usually then come back in in front of the person that no. you were battling with because you've slipped. This was a forcing off the track. Uh, yeah. I think Perez forced Lando off. And then the next week, Lando forced Perez off. And yeah. this was when I was a Perez fan and didn't like Lando. Yeah. And I was like, Perez got penalised for this last week. Yeah. Why has Lando not been penalised for that this week? Oh, you know, and I completely agree. Like, just because I do support Lando, it doesn't mean that he should necessarily No, no, get... no, I know. But I think that's why them... it sticks in my head. Because I was at this point yeah. where I was like, everyone likes Lando. I hate Lando. I like Perez. And so I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Literally, what is going on? This is a week apart. That's, I think that's why it's stuck in my head. Because yeah. I got so angry about it. But they were doing it for all sorts of drivers. And it was every race. It was really frustrating. It was really, really frustrating because I was like, consistency, people. You can't have a rule set with no consistency. Because if there's no consistency, there's no rules. Yeah. What is the point in having the rules? There, are, there is none. Do you know what? I don't fancy doing half the track. Oh, okay. Cool. But... But you should. You don't give me a rules. But I gave you the rules. Yes, but last week, those were different rules. But it was a different track. Same rules! <laughs> All the way through, it's the same rules! Yeah, that's how it should be. And to be fair, they have got better at that more recently. Yeah. Although there's been kind but of... But this is just me having a rant about 2021. I know. As it, I was, say, it was shit. This is the thing. It was both... An amazing year for watching. It was fantastic. And... An absolute joke. And in, <laughs> absolutely infuriating in so many ways, as we've both said multiple times, talking about that very, very controversial last single lap of that last race. Yeah. I am not a Lewis fan, you're not a Lewis fan, but we will both admit Lewis should have won that race, yeah. but Max should, should have, have won the, the championship. championship. You can't change that now, and it's controversial, and it is over and done with. Yeah. But... But it wasn't just that one event that was infuriating and controversial. There were so yeah. many. And this is what frustrates me because so many people focus on that last race. And they got to that last race neck and neck somehow. 
Do people not remember that? Yeah. Because the whole season was fucked. Exactly. It like, was the whole season. There was so, so much going on. And that's why, you know, you mentioned to anyone that you're an F1 fan now and they say, what do you think about the Max and Lewis? And it's like, all I say is, word for word, Lewis should have had the race, Max should have had the championship. And yeah. that's all I've got to say. And that is also when we talk about those other key players in that. And yes, it was Max and Lewis's battle yep. for the championship. Neither of them, neither of those two drivers would have gone into that last race joint on points if it wasn't for Perez yep. and Bottas. Yep. They played a massive Huge. role. Huge. Huge role. Absolutely massive role. Those two were instrumental in the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And nobody remembers them for that. Nobody remembers them in 2021. Nope. But they did amazing. Yeah. And as we've both said, we saw some of those drivers' best driving yeah. during that year. And, you know, if even if you just watch the Lewis and Perez race back. Yeah. Like, epic. I have gone back and watched those five minutes of racing because it was fucking beautiful it was so so good like on that talk about on the edge of your seat yeah i was in a pub surrounded by hamilton fans it's the only race i've seen in public i was screaming and everyone else was crying and then they were going yes and i was going no <laughs> because i wanted max to win i did want max to win that race yeah but it was a fucking joke <laughs> yeah but that bit with lewis and perez the tension in that room, mm. there wasn't the anger that there was by the end. But that's the thing, because you really struggle to be angry at Checo. Yeah. and Because he was fucking racing. Yeah, but that's also it, isn't it? You're kind of like, as much as you want Lewis to win, at that point in time, people aren't thinking, oh, but it's Max. Max is aggressive. Max does this. Which, by the way, everything Max did in that year... Lewis used to do. Yeah. People seem to think that Lewis is an angel now because he's respectful, etc. Yeah. He had to learn But that. my argument with this, Max is aggressive. Yes, Max used to be aggressive. Every incident that year between Max and Lewis didn't happen with Max and Leclerc the next year. Yeah. Didn't happen with Lewis and anyone else that year. Yeah. Didn't happen with Lewis and anyone else in 2021. Yeah. It was Max and Lewis. They are as bad as each other. Yeah. And they were as bad as each other. Yeah. They both had the world championship in their sights and they weren't going to let anything stop it. And they didn't respect each other. Lewis can chat as much shit as he wants. He didn't respect Max that year. No. There was no respect in either of their courts. Yeah. That's why they had so many incidents. Yeah. I agree. If they had had an ounce of respect for each other, maybe... There would have been a lot of situations. That yeah, could have the been Silverstone avoided. crash wouldn't have happened. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, that was fucking mental. Literally the same thing happened a few laps later with Leclerc and he gave him space. Yeah. It's because he doesn't respect Max, you know, and it's infuriating with these people going like, oh, but the last race, there was so much wrong with that season. Both drivers were in the wrong. The stewards were in the wrong. The race director was in the wrong. Yeah. If a season could be wiped off, I would probably argue for the sport's sake, that's the season that should be. Yeah. Because it was a joke. And can we also point out that for that season, both of us have said this again many times to each other. Yeah. And to other people that we talk to that are interested yeah. in the sport. If people are fans of the sport because they've watched Drive to Survive, good on you. Yeah. You've watched it. You've got enthusiastic. You've joined in. 
no qualms about it. In fact, as I say, I did start watching um, it because of my partner, but I also watched Drive to Survive yep. because it helped speed me up with what the heck had been going on well, for it just the past gives you, few years. Even it, it gives you faces to names. Exactly. You don't see the faces apart from those few minutes at the end. Exactly. Unless so, you watch something like Drive to Survive. There are people out there that are like, you only watch it because of Drive to Survive. And they're really anti-Drive yeah. to Survive. And now, I've been that person. But we... I actually did a whole interview uh, on a podcast, I guess a dollar podcast f- called Fundamentals, we will link it, where I talk about it yeah. as, as a very toxic fandom, F1 yeah. in general, but particularly towards the Drive to Survive fans. But as I say, we have no problem with people who got into it and watch it because of that, because that's great. At least you're supporting the sport. At yeah. least you're involved. You're bringing money into our sport. Exactly. But 2021, Drive to Survive didn't have to do anything other than sit back and let the cameras roll. Yeah. They didn't need to cause drama. Nope. They didn't need to try and dramatise anything. No. They did, though. They did, but... They didn't need to, but they, they fucking did. They didn't need to because the drivers and the team... They did so much. And the stewards were doing it for them. They were literally doing their job for them because genuinely some of the episodes were... Not just the episodes on Drive to Survive, the actual races yeah. were like an episode of EastEnders. Yeah. They were... But like Silverstone... Yeah. When it gets to the end of the race and then Lewis is like, I wouldn't have celebrated on the podium like I have if I'd known Max was still in the hospital. Yeah. Because he hadn't even been told that Max is still in the hospital. Yeah. And at that point, Why nobody he ask. If yeah. it was any other person he'd crashed into, he would have asked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. These are things that Lewis has done consistently throughout the years is ask about everyone that any incidents that's happened. Mm. That's like part of the good part of Lewis. It's like he does seem to care about other people. Yeah. But he didn't. Why didn't they follow this as a drama line? It's just bollocks, you know? Yeah. It's just a load of shit. It is indeed. Um, we started in 2011 and we somehow fast forwarded 10 years. Yeah. Which, as we said, we go off on tangents. Oh, a chaotic race to a chaotic season. Exactly. It's poetry. It is. Full circle. Poet justice. Is that the term? No idea. Neither. Okay. So we'll be back next week. We will. Um, leave us any feedback. We'd love some feedback. Yeah. We're not going to be these people that are going to plug all of our socials in everything. No. But talk to us somewhere. Yeah, let us know if there's things you'd like us to talk about. Uh, Topics, ideas. Oh, give us a shitty opinion about something we've said and I'll act like I care about it. (laughs) (laughs) I want a Lewis fan to get in touch and be like, excuse me. (laughs) Thank you for listening. All the best. God bless. Bye. Bye.